0: Lord, we thank you that your presence is with us, that you are here with us today. And I pray you would open up our hearts as we uh, explore this text now, that you would speak to us and help us. Amen. So if you were here last week, um, you will know that we spent a lot of time thinking about food, about sandwiches in particular, which I left feeling hungry and thinking that's what I want to go home and eat. Um, And uh, we're thinking about food again, so that's great, isn't it? Um, And uh, I've discovered in this church, and I think I've said this before, that whenever you talk about the four o'clock, you talk about food and how exciting it is you're going to have food. So just to remind you again, from the fifth, we're going to meet at four and there's going to be food. Um, So this should kind of help us to uh, get into that uh, zone and to think about food. Um, And like scripture generally, um, the amazing thing that God does is God speaks to us. God speaks to us and he opens it up and he speaks to us and we learn things about us and we learn things about him and it's amazing isn't it that you can read one thing one week and then the next week you can learn something else and um, I hope that uh, today we can um, discover something afresh of what God wants to say to us. Um, and I think there's kind of two things that I want us to reflect on. Two things um, that, that, that I hope will help you too and you can reflect on as well. And the uh, first is, uh, in verse 34, we see that um, Christ has compassion for the crowd. He sees the crowd and he sees that they're lost. He sees that, that um, they're, 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 they are like sheep without a shepherd. They are lost. And in the church, we talk a lot about shepherds and sheep. And there's mugs, shirts, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go into any of that. Um, but it's clear that Christ sees the lostness. He sees the crowd and he feels that they are lost. That they, are, that they don't have anyone to lead them. And perhaps he sees not only their physical hunger, but their spiritual hunger also. He sees more than just what they need to eat, but what they need, what they need within them. I don't know about you, but that feels awfully like our world. You know, it's lost. I'm lost at times. We, we all get lost at times. Our friends are lost. Those that we love can be lost. And we can feel utterly lost and overwhelmed by the world. And the world's hungry as well. The world's physically hungry and spiritually hungry. And Christ's response to that is time and presence, not gifts, in being there him being there is his response it's not just about the fact that he feeds the crowd which is brilliant and that's great Um, it's not just about the miracle it's about the fact that he's there he could have done that from anywhere he could have sent the bread from far he's god but he chooses to be there he chooses to be present it's about relationship it's about being present I think sometimes in the church, and I've been part of this before, and there's nothing wrong with it, I think uh, that we can chase after the supernatural all the time, and that's fine, but I think sometimes it negates relationship, it negates being with each other, it negates being in each other's lives, it negates having God in our life, because we chase after a product, or a thing, or a feeling, when actually what we see here is Christ being present, being there, and being around. And I'm just struck by this. I'm struck by how often I chase after the gift or the thing, the food or the bread, all of which is great, but I don't chase after the presence and the relationship. And perhaps that's a new idea for you. And perhaps that's something to pray for today. Actually, what does God's presence mean for me in my life? Beyond the gifts, beyond the stuff, what does it mean for God to be present in my life? Because I've discovered, as probably many of you have, that when you ask that, God is present, and God is with us, and he wants to be in relationship with us. And what the feeding of the 5,000 does, is it reorders the priorities of the world. In Christ being there, he says, actually, you are important to me. All of you are important to me. And he feeds everyone. And actually, in some of the other gospels that we read of the same um, the same incident, uh, there's bread left that left that left, left left over. There's more bread than they need, so he's there in abundance, and he reorders the world. The second thing that I think is um, interesting to us about um, what we've read, and again, it goes back to the sandwich that James loves to reflect on, um, you know, that Mark connects what happens here with a story in chapter 5 where the disciples have been sent out and they come back and they've done some exciting things. They've probably seen healings. You know, you know, they've, they've, they've had this real time of great things happening through them. And they come back and they've seen God at work and they come back. But it's really clear that this experience that they've had hasn't really gone from their head to their heart because their response to the crowd and to the hunger in the crowd is to, is to send them down to the shops to get the food, is to let the marketplace fix the needs of the world. And we live in a world where the solutions to the issues of the world don't always fix the issues of the world. You know, I'm sure like all of you, you've been watching the, the news of Afghanistan this week and, you know, the problems and the issues, there is no answer, is there? It's, it's really tough, it's overwhelming actually because the world is overwhelmed with issues and with stuff but, but uh, what I'm really sure of is that the issues of the world are not, are not fixed by the solutions of the world because the marketplaces and the economy never actually fixes the world, actually it, it crushes the poor and it crushes the weak because all we become is products All we become is what we can produce and what we can be and what we can give. And actually, what what we see in the feeding of the 5,000 is that Christ comes and he provides and everyone gets fed. Everyone gets fed. And I'm struck by that. I'm struck by how often I try and fix the issues of the world with the solutions of the world. And it doesn't work. Because the weak get crushed and the poor get uh, crushed. And what the feeding of the 5,000 actually is, it's more than just an event. It's more than just a miracle. It's a prophetic sign of what God is going to do. And we've talked quite a lot in the time that we've been looking at the Gospel of Mark about, about, about the kingdom of God. But again, it's a prophetic act. It's a prophetic sign of the kingdom, a place where everyone gets fed, Um, a place where we don't have to fend for ourselves because we can rely on each other. You know, Jesus doesn't send us to the shops to get our food here because he knows that some can't afford the bread. And if he'd sent them all away to the shops, some would have got the bread, but some wouldn't have got the bread. And we live in a world now where some get the bread, lots of bread, and others don't get the bread at all. And Christ wants to change that, and the kingdom will change that. And I know that doesn't offer easy answers now, it doesn't offer kind of a kind of solution now, but we know that when the kingdom comes, when the kingdom of God comes, it will reorder the world and everyone will get the bread. Everyone will get to play, everyone will get to eat. And we live in a world now where that's not the case. And so in a bit we're gonna come and we're gonna receive bread. And that's great, um, and as we do that, I want you to hold in your hearts those who don't get the bread those who don't get to play, those who can't afford the bread, those who don't have access to the, to the bread, those who wish they could have the bread but can't. We're going to hold them in our hearts, and let's pray for our response to, 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 to them, our response to the world, our response to the injustice in the world, because we know that God wants to intervene. We know that God wants to, to change the world, and we're part of that. So as we take the bread, let's pray that we would trust in in him and not the world. That that we would trust in him and not the marketplace. But that we would trust in the presence of God in our lives. That we would invite him in to to be with us and to change us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you want to be present in our lives and we are so aware of the times where we don't feel that where we don't make it easy where we don't sense you in our lives and so i pray lord that we would sense you uh, this morning um, wanting to speak to it to us wanting to bring your bread of life into our hearts lord we pray for our world and Um, We at times despair, we despair of the hunger and we despair of the um, isolation that many go through and we ask for your kingdom to come and we ask for your will to be done. Would you work in us and through us, Lord? Amen.